Hey guys, this is the Road to Medical Sales podcast brought to you by Legacy Now Coaching. Make sure to please press that subscribe button, rate us, and leave us a review so that we can continue to grow and impact as many lives as possible. This is part two of the podcast with Dr. Amar Karim. For all of you who missed the first episode, do yourself a favor and pause this and go listen to part one and then come back. Just to recap, for those that have listened to part one, Dr. Karim talked about why he became a surgeon and what defines a good medical sales rep. In part two, we hope to dive even deeper. Buckle up. Part two starts now. Thank you, Dr. Karim, for joining us once again. Let's dive right into it. What are some things that reps can do to lose your business? And then what are some things that reps can do to gain your business? I mean, this is you specifically, but you know, you can't speak for all surgeons, right. but I think it might be helpful. In terms of losing business, I'm a fairly easygoing guy. So it takes a lot for me to get mad at somebody. I guess personally, right? I can't speak for other people, but personally, things that I don't really care for is when people come across as being too salesy, like, oh yeah, yo, we got this great product and you should try it. I'm just like, bro, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing if it's relevant to something specific, that distal femur replacement that I was worried about infection, like that was a great suggestion doing like a hip nail. And they're like, oh, we also have a great small frag set. We would really appreciate it if you would try out sometime. That has no relation to that case. And it's just like, you're just trying to push your wares on me. Yeah, I know what's out there. I appreciate it, but, and also to me, the whole salesy thing comes across as disingenuous to me personally. I can't speak for anyone else, but to me, it just seems like, yeah, you're here and you're doing your job, but you're not really trying to help the patient. You're just trying to get your product out there. So on that note, if there is a new rep trying to work with you or for any surgeon for that matter, how do you recommend that they reach out to get in front of you? So- I think use your contacts in the industry, right? So if I have like a rep I work with commonly and you guys are in the same company or even different companies, just as an aside, one thing that I think is great, and I see this with some companies and not the same with other companies, is when I see reps from different companies working together to take care of the patient. I'll give you an example. There's one company that has a really great fitting Olecranon plate and really great fitting distal humerus plates. But oftentimes with those complex fractures, I need more advanced fixation in the form of mini fragment fixation. But that company that has really great fitting distal humerus plates doesn't have a great or even at all a good mini frag system. There's another company that has a, I think the best mini frag system on the market. So now I have to use both of them, right? Which is not ideal, but I think it works the best for me. I see the reps talking to each other and helping each other out. And it's not a competitive atmosphere. It doesn't make things feel weird, but they're just, they're both helping each other out. Maybe one guy couldn't make it to rep his uh, portion. So the other guy helps him out and then vice versa. You guys are all working as a team and which as an aside in orthopedic trauma, if you're not able to work as a team with your colleagues, with the OR staff, with everybody else, you're not going to make it work as a team get the job done, take care of the patient. That lets me know that you guys are not in it just for 
the sales aspect of things. Well, I really like what you said before. It's medical sales, right? The medical should come first. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, so it might be a little redundant, but you know what you're doing in the OR, right? You know the products, you know the steps, et cetera. What is the value of the rep in your opinion? Yeah. So like I said before, sometimes the surgeon needs to rep to help him with the product. But I think that's really the minority of the situation. The majority of the situation, we know what we're doing. I think the real value of the rep is to be there and be a productive member of the OR team. And that's helping things go smoothly in the OR. So if you have a good relationship with your surgeon, you've worked with him or her for a long time, you kind of know his steps, you know what they're going to need for this particular fracture. Tell the circulator or the scrub tech, hey, he's going to need this stuff. You should probably want that open, makes things run smoothly. Like I mentioned before, trauma doesn't care if you're working banker's hours or if you're working Friday nights, weekends. And oftentimes you don't get the staff or the scrub tech or the circulator that does orthopedics that even knows what a plate and screw is. And I think that's when the value of the rep can really shine because you can really walk that person through that and make the case run smoothly. That is huge. You have no idea how helpful that is to us. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, I don't want to work past five. Not because I don't want to work past five, but it's because the staff is not as familiar. If you're doing an already complicated fracture injury, it makes it even harder. So if you have someone who can help you with that, who's like behind the scenes and helping with that stuff, man, I tell you that is invaluable. Reminds me of one of my surgeons has the scrub tech hold the retractor at a certain portion of the case. So we have to line up all these different options. I get there before the case and we line up every single step in order on the Mayo stand because he'll go back there and grab each step himself. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it makes it go a lot smoother and huge. Yeah. So this is my favorite part. What is your funniest story, whether it's in residency fellowship or just in the operating room in general? I wish I had a good story for you guys. I'm just boring. Or I probably have some funny stories, but I can't remember them right now on the spot. (laughs) I will say that probably can gather from this interview that I'm not the best with words. I'm not the most eloquent person. And in the OR, all my brain power is concentrating on reducing this fracture and fixing it and all of that stuff. And then call out instruments and things like that. My brain is just like short circuits. And then I can't talk good. So then I start making up these weird like sign languages, <laughs> which I will say is another value of the rep because <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess the listeners can't really see this motion, but this motion means home and retractor, right? It can also mean like 50 other things, but like my, my reps would be like, oh yeah, he wants the, the home and retractor right now. I'll do this. And this means, this doesn't mean anything, but to me, this means I need a tissue protector. And they'll be like, yeah, get the tissue protector with that drill. That's not a funny story. But but what you're yeah. saying is if you ever go to game night and you're a trauma surgeon, you should probably bring your rep with you. Yeah. For charades. Exactly. Yeah, we'd make a great team. <laughs> hey, that's the name of the game. Any parting words for reps out there that are thinking about becoming trauma reps? Yeah, so what I would say is the same thing I would say to any young surgeons or medical students who want to get into the field of orthopedic trauma, right? This specifically was out to orthopedic trauma reps as well. Trauma is a very, very special field and it is not made for everybody. It's a hugely rewarding field. 
the cases are complex and I think you can really make a difference. But trauma doesn't care about your schedule, right? It doesn't care if you have plans Friday night. I mean, I just got a call today saying, hey, can you cover cases tomorrow? So it doesn't care if you have a weekend off or whatever. You really have to love it because then it doesn't become a job. So if you want to get into trauma, either as a medical professional or doing sales or medical sales for that matter, you really have to love the day-to-day aspect of it. You have to love the cases. You have to love your product because it's going to ask a lot of you personally. And you have to be okay with that. Your family has to be okay with that. That's the other thing. I've been with my wife for... You better get this right. (laughs) (laughs) 2004, 16 years now. And we've been married for five years now. But she's been with me throughout this entire journey. That's a keeper. Yeah, 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 for sure. So she knows what's required of this. We've had these conversations where she's like, if we go through with this, this is what's going to be expected of me. And sometimes you may have some nights alone or things like that. She wanted me to do joints, by the way. But but she knows about that. I guess the point I'm saying is if you're going to get into trauma, make sure you know what you're getting into. Make sure you love it for what it is, because it's going to ask a lot of you and it's going to ask a lot of your loved ones as well. Thanks, Dr. Karim. Just a down to earth, good person. I think that's why we wanted to have you on. Appreciate that. You summarized that perfectly. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Admittedly, I was really nervous, but you guys are just really cool and down to earth. I'm going to leave you like I will after every episode with a few words to carry along with you. Focus on the possibilities for success, not on the potential for failure.